someone sent me an email the other night with a link to a shir given by Rabbi Yisrael Reisman Shlita on the topic of Tcheles. And Rabbi Reisman um, gave a, an hour-long shir presentation on why he believes that the Murex trunculus is not the Chilazon, and that the Tcheles that uh, Rav Shechter wears, that I wear, that uh, many other people wear, is not the is not is not the tcheles and uh, that Rabbi Reisman doesn't think there's even a ten percent chance or a two percent chance that it's the tcheles. He thinks there's a zero percent chance that it is the tcheles. So I, I wanted to give this year a sort of a um, a response to that year. I just want to go through point by point of uh, Rabbi, Ra- Rabbi Reisman's rayas and just uh, show what the response might be to the rayas. But a couple of introductory remarks. First of all, um, the way Rabbi Reisman spoke is a good Musr Shmuz. He did not say it's these modernisha guys in, uh, you know, in Efrat that are doing this. It's, uh, you know, he, he was not attacking anyone's, uh, he wasn't trying to discredit people. It was Mamish, Talmid Yechav Mamishol Ba'olam. He was uh, having a Mulcham Shal Torah the way a Mulcham Shal Torah is supposed to be. Of course, that's no surprise to anyone who knows Rabbi Reisman or anyone who knows that he's a Talmud of Rav Pam. It's, uh, you know, it's completely Darche Noam, completely in a very, very uh, sweet way about him and uh, there's no there was no anger it's just purely Mulham to Shul Torah so that's uh, that's Aleph uh, Bayes um, you should realize even though this whole shir is dedicated to addressing uh, Tainas that Rabbi Reisman presented um, I am not an equal with Rabbi Reisman I am not even close to an equal with Rabbi Reisman but you know it's Machlokas from Shekhar Rabbi Reisman so you have to learn it just like you learn a Machlokas from Vega and the Chassam Sofer you have to judge each, uh, each side based on its merits you shouldn't assume that I'm, I'm trying to suggest that I'm an equal by, by giving this shear uh, third thing by way of introduction is um, Rabbi Reisman mentions that uh, one of the rayas that they, that they mention that the Tchelis people mention is that on the light spectrum the uh, color that they get uh, the, the, that they have with the, with the Murex Tranquilus Tchelis is uh, I don't even know what the words mean but on the light spectrum is 613 so uh, they say, oh, you see, it's a gematria of tiring mitzvahs. It works out. And Reisman said, he goes through a whole thing about how that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense in terms of what the light spectrum really is. But I don't think anyone ever thought that that's a raya, that, it's, uh, that that's the tcheles. I think that was uh, just you know, something that was added in as like a nice little, like gematrias in general are used. That's the way that gematria was used. And plus, Dr. Sturman, who uh, is one of the major people involved in the Tcheles has his PhD in molecular and atomic absorption and, em- and emission spectra. So probably he knows what he's talking about when he says, again, I don't know, I don't even know what any of the words mean. I don't even know what the words mean that what he has his PhD in, but probably it's not, it's not coming out of, out of, out of nowhere. Um, also, uh, the very concept of Reisman starts this year by saying that he's not interested in any archaeology and linguistics. That, that, that's not Kovea the Halacha. So I would argue, and Dr. Sturman sent this to me in an email, a lot of what I'm saying is from, from Dr. Sturman, who became somewhat of a pen pal of mine, but uh, I would argue that, uh, that, that it is... It is true. Linguistics and, uh, and archaeology aren't Koveya Halacha, but they are certainly Koveya Metzius. They certainly help us understand the Metzius. And the Metzius is, based on archaeology and linguistics, that in the times of the Bayesheni, they were using this snail to dye things sky blue, and that color has not faded in 2,000 years. And the primary quality that Tcheles has is that it doesn't fade. So 2,000 years is pretty good. So they were using this snail to dye sky blue in the times of the Bayesheni. That's the Metzius. 
Now let's go see, go through the Titans one by one. Uh, this may be a little longer than 10 minutes. Number one, uh, there's a Gemara in Shabbos Tafayin Dalit where we showed him talk about using nets to catch the, to catch the chilazon. And, uh, the, these are snails. You don't need nets to catch them. You put a box down in the floor of the ocean and with bait in it and the snails sort of crawl their way in and then they, then you just pick up the box. You don't need nets. So Reisman said, you see clearly that it's not a snail. Uh, because you wouldn't use a net. So the same reason that they use baskets, though, one katina, would be why they would use nets, meaning you'd put nets at the bottom of the ocean. It's not so crazy to say that they would use nets, that you'd put the nets at the bottom of the ocean, and then the snails would go in there, and you'd pick up, and you'd pick up the nets, and all the sand would fall through the holes, and you'd catch the, uh, the snails inside the nets. Not only that, Rabbi Reisman points out that, the, uh, that, that they quoted, I think in the Torah Madrid Journal article about Cheles, from Aristotle and... Pliny, Pliny, I don't know. I, I, I'm such an amaritz, <laughs> but that, that 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 says that they use nets to catch uh, to catch murex snails a, a long long time ago. Um, and he says, and Aristotle doesn't say it in the other book. It does say it in book nine, chapter sixty. It does say that they use large meshes. So there is some sort of evidence that they use nets to catch these kinds of snails. Second raya he had is that the Gemara in Shabbos Tafayin Hey. This is probably the strongest raya. Hatzad chilazon chayiv mishum seidah. That if someone traps a chilazon, you chayiv mishum seidah. Rabbi Reisman pointed out the aleph base of the malach of tzad, the malach of trapping, is that something that is nitzod va'omed that it's already trapped that you that you can get in one lunge that you don't need to chase after it there's no is there's no chiyuv of tzeda for trapping something that's already enclosed in a small area that you can already capture with one lunge a snail doesn't take much tzeda it can't it can barely move it moves very slowly it's as slow as a snail so it's uh it's not something that should be subject to the malach of tzeda and yet sad chilazon is chayv mishum tzeda and truth is we have other kashas like this by shemona trasim it also says chayv mishum tzeda and some of the shemona trasim we've identified as things that are very very slow moving some zamarabach has a letter quoted in the back of rabbi ribi at zamatas malachas book about this uh about this issue he tries to change some of the identifications of some of the shemona trasim because of this kasha but the truth is there's an article in Torah Madrid Journal addressing this issue, where I think he lays out a pretty clear case to suggest that anything, according to Rashi and the Rambam, at least in the way it seems to be passing in Shulchan Aruch in Simon Tavtzad Zayin, that anything that you would normally use a trap in order to get is Chayv Mishum People always use traps to get the uh, Murex Tranquilus snail. They, because it hides under the sand, and it's, it could be that when the Mishnah Masech's Beitza talks about trapping a fish, that it's not Chayv Mishum if it's in a small enclosure where all you got to do is grab it, that's because there's nowhere for the fish to hide. When we talk about a snail that burrows underground, where you need you need to, to, to put in significant effort to catch it, even though you, it, once it's in front of you, obviously you can grab it easily, but otherwise you need to put in significant effort, so it is very likely that you are Chayv Mishum on something like that. His third right is that the the Gemara Sanhedrin of Sadi Aleph says that the Chilazon comes up in a mountain uh, after it rains. It comes up on a mountaintop, and the uh, the Murex Trunculus, if it spends a couple of hours outside of water, would die. It wouldn't. Uh, would never make it up a mountain. So, uh, so the Yad Rama on that Rabbi Reisman himself admits that that's not the greatest raya because the Yad Rama right there in the Gemara Sanhedrin says that that's so about a different type of Chilazon. If anything, that Yad Rama is a raya that Chilazon doesn't only mean one type of snail. The word Chilazon might mean multiple types of snails. It might be a description of the snail family um, or 
fish family, if you want to say like that, if you want to say that it's a fish. The fourth raya is menachas in uh, Gemara menachas af mem dalid, where it says its creation is like a fish. Briyaso domaladag. So uh, Rabbi Reisman himself is mode that that's not really a raya because that whole Gemara is not got it to Gemara. It says it's ola achas shana. That obviously is not to be taken literally. The whole Gemara is not got it to Gemara. It doesn't think it's midrashic. It doesn't sound like it's something that would be uh, taken literally la halacha. His fifth raya is Gemara b'metziyat of samachalif, where it says that Hashem is going to punish those people who pretend that kla ilan is tcheles, that the plant die is really tcheles. And uh, the, uh, the, the tcheles people have shown that the molecular structure of of uh, tcheles, of the murex trunculus dye, is exactly the same as the molecular structure of of uh, kla'ilan, what the Gemara calls kla'ilan, which is plant indigo. So if it's chemically identical, Rabbi Reisman says, why would anybody use the chilazon? Apparently, the chilazon was used by kings in ancient times. Why would you use the chilazon if you can get a cheaper version straight from plants? So why would they be things that are confused for each other? Uh, why would anyone ever want to use the... It wasn't, it, it, why would anyone ever want to use the chilazon? So the Pashid answer is that maybe they didn't know in those times that it was molecular, you know, they were identical, the molecular structure was identical, and they were under the impression that this was more authentic. They had it for longer. The plant indigo didn't get to the uh, to the Middle East until the times of the Mishnah. They had the snail for longer. They thought that was the more authentic thing. They didn't know so much about chemistry. So maybe, maybe they thought that was the more, the more authentic thing, even though it, had, it, it exactly matched up. I, if it's exactly identical, how does the Gemara have a way that uh, of, of soaking it in certain things where plant indigo would come out and the chilazon wouldn't come out if it's uh, the chemical stru- molecular structure is exactly the same, so it should have the same uh, the, sa- the same reaction to whatever you put it in. So the uh, Dr. Sturman suggested that no matter how long you leave it in sunlight, there are traces of. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to even try to pronounce the word. There are traces of other things besides for indigo in there. It could be those traces of other things is what allows for it to be affected somewhat differently. Okay, his sixth raya was Gemara Menach Staf Membez, where it gives directions on how to make tcheles, and it never mentions that it needs to be exposed to sunlight, that the dye needs to be exposed to sunlight. This was a major problem. Rav Herzog already suggested that maybe the Murex trunculus was the right snail, was the right, the right, the, was the chilazon, but he said it doesn't turn blue until they discovered that when you bring it out into the sunlight, it does turn blue. So, but it never mentions that in the Gemara that you need to expose it to sunlight. So Luchora, that's not the greatest raya either because the Gemara never actually gives all the details of how to make tchelos. It says you put samimanim in it. What does samimanim mean? I don't know. It could be anything. Samimanim could be pepper. It could be. It could be anything. So the Gemara doesn't exactly go into detail of how to make the tchelos. It gives a couple of basic, very, uh, very basic kinds of uh, instructions. And even the instructions that it gives are things that you do, but being out in the sunlight, that's just where they made it. They made it on the beach. That's where they made it. They didn't bring it inside. It stinks. You don't want to bring it indoors. So they made it out in the sunlight. It wasn't part of the process of what you have to do. It's just that's, that's how it makes it uh, blue. His, I don't know what number of a seventh raya, the Ramam Nechstitis, says that the secretion is black originally. That's why we have black stripes on our talus, as the Zechel so, uh, and the Murex doesn't release anything that's black. So the Ridzina Rebbe already asked this kasha, and the Ridzina Rebbe said that the Rambam must have had his own uh, fish that he thought was, was the Chilazon, because it doesn't say anywhere in Chazal that the secretion is black. The Rambam made that up. 
So how did he make it up? From thin air? The Rambam must have had something that he thought was the Chilazim. Not only that, the Rambam is very difficult anyway. The Rambam refers to finding in the Yamamelech. Nothing lives in the Yamamelech except, except for some rare microbes. There's nothing there. So it's, it's very difficult to understand what the Rambam is even talking about. So it's very hard to use the Rambam as a raya that the secretion is black. It doesn't say that in the Gemara anywhere. It doesn't say that in the Medrash anywhere. It doesn't say that anywhere that, it, that, it, that it's black. His whatever number we're up to, 8th Raya, is the Gemara Megillah Davav. The Gemara Megillah Davav says that we're going to need Zvulun to get the Chilazon for us. Zvulun is going to be the one in charge of getting the Chilazon. So says Rabbi Reisman, I don't understand. In order to get the Chilazon, it's just a few feet offshore that you need to go and grab the Chilazon. And if you learn Sefer Yoshua, Rabbi Reisman gives a very famous uh, Navi Shir. So he says, if you learn Sefer Yoshua, Zvulun's portion, their soul, is actually not on the shore. They happen to have been the sailors, but they didn't own the beach. So, how did the, why would you need Zvulun to get the Tcheles? So the answer is Pashat, I think, that anywhere that they use Murex trunculus or any sort of Murex snails for dying, it's always gotten by, by, uh, by sailors. People always go in boats to get it because you can get small amounts right by the shore if you have scuba gear, which they probably didn't have back in the day. But uh, large amounts, you need to put in traps much further out. And that, you would need a boat. You need to go out on a boat. So it makes sense that Zvulun, the guys who had the boats, they were the ones that, uh, that, that went and caught the, uh, the Tcheles. Um, he also has a discussion, there's Machlok Shishon, whether it's a fish or a snail. So he says, how can we be so sure that it's a snail? Okay, how can we be so sure it's not a snail? All right, that uh, doesn't bother me so much. Uh, Dr. Sturman has a whole article where he tries to prove that snails are halachically fish anyway. They halachically have the status of fish. Okay, we don't have to get into that. Um, and also, he says, Rav Moshe, the tshuva, in Igros Moshe, Yerdei Chel in Kuflam Gimel, says that it comes out black and uses that to explain why we need Samamanim to make it blue. So the Rav Moshe is assuming like the Rambam. But the Teretz is, Rav Moshe is just saying Pshad and Rambam. Rav Moshe is not, uh, not identifying Chilazon for us. So that's not really the biggest kasha. And then he says also, how could you paskin on a number of strings? On the, there are three shitas Rishonim, how many strings are supposed to be Tcheles? How could you paskin on such a Shaila? So I asked Rav Shechter that this past Shabbos, and he said, uh, what do you mean? We don't have to paskin. The Mishra paskins it twice. There, there are halachos that relate to how many strings used to be of Tcheles, like halachos of Gardumim, of how many strings can be cut, halachos of Shatnis, that relate to, uh, to, to, to how many strings. And the Mishra says, as a Dover Pashat, in two different places, that there were two strings of Tcheles and two strings of Lavan, that it was half Tcheles, half Lavan, so it's not so hard to paskin. It's Beferish in the Mishra Um there are many Gemaras that are proofs for. We discussed that in the past. I don't want to spend time doing that now. There are many Gemaras that sound like it is the Mirax Trunculus. So just a couple of final remarks. First of all, Rabbi Reisman thinks that absent a 100% proof from a Gemara, you can't make a halacha. You can't say that this is the Chilazon. I think that's really the fundamental point of dispute. Um, I think Rav Shechter would say... Uh, that that's not necessarily the case. That you don't need 100% raya from a Gemara that this must be it because the Gemara is not going to draw a picture and show you it. The Gemara, but you have to try to use the descriptions of the Gemara to see what we can come up with. And, if you, and that's what the Redzina Rebbe's whole first Sefer was about. If we can come up with something that seems to basically fit, we don't need a 100% proof from a Gemara. So that's, that's uh, the Redzina Rebbe goes to great lengths to, to prove that point. Furthermore, um, the Rabbi Reisman in his shear at the end of the shear says that uh, you know wearing tchelas in certain circles is like wearing a black hat in the yeshivish world. It's like a certain social uh, thing. I think that, that that comparison is a little bit inappropriate. Uh, nobody holds there's a mitzvah daraisa to wear a black hat. Um, I don't think. 
the comparison, I think, trivializes the kavanas of those who wear the tcheles. They're wearing because they're trying to be mekayim, a mitzvah daraisa, not because they're trying to fit into to any social group. I know, you know, for most of us who wear tcheles, if anything, it makes you more of a social outcast rather than fit you into any uh, any sort of social group. Um, Reisman talks about that there's a less than 10% chance and Allah is, you know, I didn't even understand how how is observable phenomenon. Like when you have uh, incidents of trefos that are less than 10%, so you don't have to check for those trefos. But he's saying that if there's a Gemara that doesn't sound like it, there's only a 10% chance that that Gemara is referring to Murex. And there's a 5% chance that that Gemara is like you can't just attach arbitrary numbers to things and say that it's a meat chain of matzo. I don't understand where he's coming from. That, that that surprised me a little bit. I don't know what, what, what he's uh, what he's what he's talking about. Uh, besides for that, the the Redzina Rebbe and Rav Herzog uh, both prove or suggest that. Um, any creature that could produce a dye that's the same as indigo and is lasting will be the chilazon and can be tcheles. Meaning they both suggest that you don't need a single positive identification of the chilazon to make tcheles because anything that can do it is by definition tcheles. So uh, that, that's, and, and those were the gedolim who in the last 150 years learned about the issue of tcheles more than anybody else. Redzina Rebbe and Rav Herzog's PhD thesis was, was on it. And finally, um, I, Rabbi Kohn just pointed out, with all that we know, it seems that there is enough evidence to at least tell us that if it is the right tcheles, uh, good, that's great, we're doing mitzvah daraisa. If it's not, there's no loss. It's colored tzitzis if it's not tcheles. So you're losing nothing. And therefore, it's everything to gain, nothing to lose. Now, if, if you're not using it, so Shechter points out that it's a serious chashash of Baltigra. You have the ability to do a mitzvah in a mufkar and you choose not to do it. So that could be a legitimate chashash of Baltigra. So anyway, I think that at the end of the day, uh, again, Rabbi Reisman is a gvaldik atamul chacham and, uh, and a big tzaddik. Um, I just don't see how the Gemaras line up on his side. It seems that the Gemaras seem to line up, and most of the people that don't wear it will, will be moded that all the Gemaras line up on the other side, that line up to seem to support it. But it's not the Masora, you know, they come with those kinds of arguments. But uh, so I think at the end of the day, I, I think uh, one who wants to wear Tchelis is very well justified. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.